You are listening to HHS bonus content from the Hillbilly Horror Stories Network. This bonus content is released during the week for your listening pleasure while awaiting the release of Sunday's actual Hillbilly Horror Stories episode. All bonus content will be listed as HHS Presents or HHS Midweek while the actual Hillbilly Horror Stories episodes will have only an episode number and the title listed, for example, 187, The Kentucky Vampires. Those episodes are a longer deep dive into a particular subject. If you are new to the show and the bonuses aren't your style, get the full-length episode to try. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to episode 9 of Paranormal Encounters. Tonight's uh, special guest, we have Jamie from Mountain, California, and she's got a bunch of cool stories to tell us. This is She's been on the... Uh, uh, shows we've done in, on the Patreon before mm-hmm. for listener stories, and uh, we had her back on to tell Thank some you, new Ms. ones. Thank you, Miss Jamie. Love you, girl. So, Tracy, you've got a story to start off with this week. Yeah, I do. It starts off at one day in 1967, I was attempting to console a middle-aged lady who was grieving over the loss of her husband. He had died eight years earlier. We were discussing life and death, and I tried to convince her that life continues in the hereafter. She gave me a quick look and then related to me the following story. You may be correct because a strange thing happened to me earlier after he died. Some years before, we had gone to the local garden shop to buy some flowers and seeds to landscape our new home. My husband was anxious to buy peony bulbs, but they had to be pink only turned out that the owner had only white bulbs and my husband was so disappointed. However, because he loved peony so much, he finally agreed to buy the white ones. I said, well, honey, the white ones smell just as sweet. What's the difference? He shook his head, but we left with a heavy heart. Peonies are perennials, and for the time, we had them during the last years of his life. We enjoyed them thoroughly. He passed away five years later. She choked up and began to cry as she stopped to control herself. Then she said emotionally, You know, the following year those beautiful peonies came up pink and have been pink every year since he died. That is from Ethel in Harwood Heights, Illinois. Aww, yay for pink! Oh, that's a good story. That is a good story. I love these stories. And see, that would be like me because you know how I am about plants and flowers. Mm I know. But that was a nice little surprise she got. Now I want to look them up to see if that's natural. Oh, yeah, to see if they turn pink? Yeah, maybe they just change colors. I I mean, I don't know that they would or wouldn't. Right. But I'm curious now. Well, I'm glad they did for her sake. Oh. My story says, I had been feeling depressed and homesick that day. I thought of calling Mom, but I knew she wouldn't be there. Not that day. I was glad when Celia rang the doorbell. Not only were we classmates, but she had also become a wonderful friend. She was extroverted, open-minded, and powerful. We had begun discussing our classes when suddenly Celia winced in pain as though she were having some kind of attack. I felt my heart jump. I feared she was about to have a seizure. She closed her eyes, lowered her head, and let out a heavy sigh. Are you all right? I was alarmed by the transformation. Yes, she said. Her face was pallid. Can I get you some water? Something sweet? I didn't know what else to do. 
Somebody's trying to call me, she uttered. Would you like to use the phone? I offered, stupidly. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, just give me a minute. I shuffled back to the kitchen, hesitant to leave her in case she fainted, started making some coffee and glanced back at the clock. I remembered what was happening back home, and Celia had told me about her mediumistic capacities. Could it be? As I brought out the coffee, Celia was looking somewhat better, but very drained. Sorry, she said. Someone from beyond was trying to contact me. I began uneasily. Celia, today is my grandfather's funeral. He passed away three days ago, and I think they just buried him. Do you think he's trying to communicate through you to me? I couldn't believe I was suggesting this. Nothing like this had ever happened to me before. She nodded knowingly. She closed her eyes and returned to the trance-like state. Soon she resurfaced. He's scared and unsure. He needs our help. Aww. What is his name? She said, Albin Kemp. So you took my hand. Let's pray for him. I closed my eyes, tried to concentrate on her words. Oh, Heavenly Father, please guide our lost and suffering brother Albin on his journey toward the light. We continued for a few minutes. When Celia opened her eyes, she was calm and smiled serenely. Alvin's fine now. I saw him walking through the purple fields, guided by other spirits. My eyes widened. My grandfather had been a beekeeper in Alberta, Canada. He had loved the beautiful fields of purple clover from which the bees extracted nectar to produce honey, his livelihood. Why did he come so far for help? Distance is not linear in the afterworld, Celia explained. He was probably seeking refuge and felt your presence through me. I reflected on how guilty I had been feeling about not attending my grandparents' golden wedding anniversary and three weeks later, my grandfather's funeral. Although it was impossible due to the distance in my work, I had been feeling excluded from both once-in-a-lifetime ceremonies. Perhaps my grandfather had transcended distance to say goodbye to tell me that. Although I wasn't there in person, he had felt my presence at both events in spirit, just as I had felt his that day. That's from Loretta Lynn in Salvador, Bahia, Brazil. Wow. I was getting ready to say, why didn't she go to her papa's funeral? Yeah. Aw. Well, at least they got in touch with each other. That's good. Yeah, that was very good. I would like to go through the purple flowers, the purple fields. Who are you, Prince? No, I just like purple. (laughs) Purple purple. All right, well, let's take a quick sponsor break, and then uh, we will be back to talk to Jamie. All right, guys, we are back with uh, one of our return ghost storytellers. This uh, actually, because it's been forever since she's been on, so it's way back from the beginning we started doing this. So we want to bring her back on. This is uh, Jamie from Mountain California. Jamie, thanks for coming on. Thanks, Jerry. I'm glad to be back again. How long has it been since you've been on? It's probably been close to two years, hasn't it? I think two years. Because yep. now I have another kid, and he's a year. So, yes, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. And you always send us Christmas cards, family Christmas I do. Cards. We're Chris- I always say we're Christmas card friends. Yes, except we don't send one back, unfortunately. No, Tracy sends me one. Does she? She does. A handwritten card. 
Jesus Christ. I had no clue. <laughs> I'm out of the loop. So mm-hmm. you've got some stories that have to do with um, some that will freak most people out when you say this, but it has to do with when you were babysitting. And that's mm-hmm. got to be a scary situation when you're babysitting and something happens that's worth telling. Yes. So I have two stories. Um, I think everybody will always say, I had a psychic that tells me I'm, I'm sensitive to ghosts, which I did. So <laughs> both of these stories happened previous to that knowledge that um, a psychic said, I, I can, you know, sense ghosts. So um, the first one I was babysitting for a little fam- a family, and the little girl was at my preschool, and she was telling us one day all about this girl named Lisa, and how Lisa will come into her room at night, and her mom kind of stops her, and she's like, whoa, whoa, you don't know anyone named Lisa. And of course, I'm sitting there wide-eyed, and she tells the story about Lisa comes in her room, and she's got a cut in her tummy, and I'm just like, oh my god, that's so <laughs> creepy, but... She's a little kid, whatever. So I babysit for them. I'm sitting there on the couch. I put the one little one to bed. I'm sitting on the couch with the older one. And the front door opens. But I will say it was summertime. And maybe I didn't close the door all the way. And maybe the wind kind of blew it open a little bit. So that first happened. And then we're sitting there. And the TV turns off. And then I'm kind of like, okay, well, maybe there's a timer on the TV all right, let's go to bed. So I put the older one to bed. I'm sitting there on the couch. I think a light behind me kind of flickers or something. And at this point, I'm just full of panic. And I'm like, this is, when are they coming home? Like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I turn on all the lights in the house. And the dad comes in when they come home. And he looks around the house, all the lights on. He's like, what is this? Are you scared of the dark or something? Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely scared of the dark. <laughs> and never told them anything that happened never questioned it and I swear when I was sitting on the couch at one point watching tv I swear to you I felt someone standing behind me and I know it wasn't the little girls because I could see their bedroom and I know nobody came out of their bedroom I'm just standing there and I was sitting there and I'm just like I don't want to turn around I don't want to see that girl Lisa like I don't want to see her (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, it was awful. And then my the way I never babysat for them again was they had a snake in the house, like a pet snake, and it got out one time. And I was like, oh, yeah, I don't do snakes, so I can't come back to your house. Sorry. So <laughs> never babysat for them again. E- easy way to get out of that. Yeah, the snake. I was like, no. I like how the was, ghost didn't scare you away from them, but the snake did. Oh, it was a mean snake. Like, it would lunge at you. When you would walk by the tank, it would lunge or strike or whatever. I disliked that snake. Was it like a python or? or? I think they found it in the backyard. Ah, so probably like a corn snake or a black snake or something. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't want to look at it. I hated it. So, and it got loose one time. They were like, oh, it's loose in the house. I know you're babysitting on Friday. And I'm like, you have to find that before I come into your house. Like, I I will not come into your house. So. And how old were you at this time? 26, maybe. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll say 25. We'll say 25. Because <laughs> I know I wasn't married yet. So, yeah, under 25. Okay, so here's the creepy story. You ready, Jerry? I'm ready. This is the scary one. Okay. So I was babysitting for a family. They were at some midnight showing for some movie. I don't remember which movie it was. But it was like one of those. It comes out at midnight. So they went to see it. 
So the mom's like, okay, you can, you know, since it's going to be a really late night, you can just spend the night at our house. And I was like, okay, that's fine. So I'm saying I was planning on spending the night and they set up the other spare bedroom for me and I put the kids to bed and I just honestly could not fall asleep. It was as if I drank like a lot of coffee or something. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, I just can't sleep. So I went on the couch to watch TV. I can hear the kids in the back room, like kind of horsing around because they were sharing the room the night. And I like kind of was like, you guys, like, you know, I had yelled at them earlier. We're not yelled at them, but, you know, go back to bed. (laughs) (laughs) We know what you meant. I know, right? Like, shut up. No, just joking. So I go in the back and I go to sneak down the hallway to be like, you guys, go to sleep. So when I walked down the hallway, I kind of quickly walked into the kids' room. And I saw, no, like, with my eye, it was just like, I have never seen it so clear ever a shadow person, but it was like shorter than me. So I'm five, four. So it was probably like four, nine. And I mean, it was black as black can be like, you could not see through it. And I could see the head, the shoulders, and maybe like, like this kind of like an, like maybe the arms and it was a whole thing. And I kind of, and literally, you know, when someone gets spooked and they, they jump, that's what it did. It jumped up like as if I startled it because it was peeking around the corner looking <laughs> at the kids sleeping in the beds. And it ran quickly past me. And I saw it turn and walk out the door and down the hall. And for whatever reason, it didn't freak me out. And I don't still know to this day how that did not scare me right when I saw it. I didn't scream. Because when I've seen ghosts in the past, it's I've jumped, I've screamed, I've done this whole, you know, what you should do, but it didn't scare me. And I told the kids to go back to bed and they were like, okay. And I walked down the hallway. I turned on. I love Lucy. I'll never forget. (laughs) And I sat there sitting on the couch watching. I love Lucy. (laughs) And then the dad comes home because the other, the mom was dropping off the older friends, kids at home, their homes. Cause I guess they went up a whole group. And the dad comes in and he's like, Oh, Hey, you know, how you doing? And I'm like, I'm going to go home. I think it was like two or whatever, two, three in the morning. He's like, you want to go home? And I'm like, yeah. And to be honest, they did have a long haired cat who was like kind of bugging my allergies. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go home. The cat's kind of bothering me. And I'll just see you tomorrow when you drop off the kids at preschool. And he's like, okay. And I left quickly. So I go home and my roommates were all up because it was Thursday night. And I don't don't, like, wait, was it Thursday night or Friday night? So if it was midnight, okay, so it would be Friday morning because I had to forget because they had to see it midnight showing. So it would have been Thursday because they went to Buck Night, which is a Chico thing. Anyways, um, <laughs> they all just had gotten home from the bars. And I come home and I'm like, you guys, and they never, ever believed me in any of my stories. And they were like, you, I'm like, you guys, you guys, like I saw this thing and it was really creepy. And they're like, oh, yeah, sure, whatever. Just go to bed. So I told my husband about it. We weren't married then, but I told him about it. And he's like, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever. And the next day I go to preschool and the dad's still kind of concerned. He's like, oh, were you okay last night? And I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, you don't want to tell him that you saw like something weird in their house. So I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I just was tired and went home. So maybe that evening he sends me an email. And the email is like entitled like, have you seen this in my house? That whole email, I start to read it. And it's that feeling with like the blood drains from your body. You get that cold chill. 
And basically the dad writes in the email, hey, I know you're sensitive to these things. And I know that you've seen things. And I want to tell you what I've seen in the house because I think that's why you left really fast a couple nights ago. And he describes to a T a shadow person, small, small height, peeking around corners at him in the ev- in like the like the evenings. But I couldn't read it. I freaked out. So I made, I made my husband read it. I'm like, read this. And he, I have never seen him like just mouth, just drop open. He said, uh, he just described everything that you did. So I even had a little validation on that one. <laughs> well, as long as you got a little validation. I know, right? But I still don't know what it was, if it was a ghost or a shadow person, but it didn't scare me. So that was kind of weird. I don't want to see it again, but yeah, that's my, those are my creepy babysitting stories. Yep. Well, can I ask a favor? Yes. Do you remember the story that you told us the first time? Uh Uh-huh. Now, that was on our Patreon episode. There are only a couple hundred people heard it. Okay. Would you retell that story tonight? Yes. That would be awesome. Okay. So, all right. Where do I I start to make it quick? How about the beginning? Okay. How about the beginning? That's a good starting point. Okay, so I work in a pre- I worked in a preschool, and it was in a part of town that, after I did a little digging and a little research, it was the part of town where it was like considered Chinatown, about way, way, way long ago, and so it, then it was a church. So I think it was a market, and then it was a church, and then it was our preschool building with other like offices attached to it. So we'd always with have weird little things happen like the doorbell would ring now i don't i mean anything technology i don't really believe because it just seems kind of like well it could just be a glitch but the doorbell would always ring and it had like a humor to it so like the doorbell would ring and you'd open the door and nobody would be there and then you'd walk a little bit down the hallway and then the doorbell would ring and you'd walk back and no one would be there so it was just kind of like okay well maybe it's a glitch but it seemed like it had humor to it so one day, this little girl's playing outside, and she got covered in mud. This is the first thing that happened to me. And I walk her in the, the back classroom to get her change of clothes, and I hear this laughing. And I'm like, who is in this classroom? Like, what is going on? And nobody's in the classroom. And I kind of holler to all the other girls, like, hey, are you guys, like, missing someone? And they're like, no, nobody's in the classroom. And it sounded like this one kid in the school. And I was like, oh, man, I swear I just went into the the other room and it sounded like Sally Sue in there and everyone's like oh that's creepy and then about a month later this other teacher comes in and she's like last night I was closing up and I swear I heard well we'll just use the name Sally Sue again Sally Sue she was I heard it laughing and then ever since then we were kind of like okay well maybe there's something in here but we think the reason it started is they did a little construction on the building which always stirs up everything and there was a door they added from one suite to our suite. And that's when everything started really picking up. And so we would find toys on the floor. You'd leave in the morning and come back. There's toys scattered everywhere. And we'd get yelled at. And we're like, I know, I swear we cleaned up last night. And like, yeah, there's just blocks everywhere. Um, that was one thing. The doorbell would always ring. And then, so one day I was walking out the trash. And the school was closed. I'm walking out the trash and I walk into that same room where I heard the laughing and I saw a little blonde boy who looked like another kid in our preschool, but like just the blondness, that toe head blonde. 
and he's glowing gold. And he he looks right into my soul. <laughs> That's all I can just, like, it was just the scariest thing. Looks right into my soul, ducks behind the fish tank, and then just dissipates into, like, nothing. And I screamed. I broke my flip-flop, dropped the trash can, and, like, I think my friend found me on the floor, literally in the fetal position. Like, it was terrifying. And then, so that, that whole, that little boy... We'd also see an Asian woman walking around. We saw her in the kitchen, the bathroom, the baby room. A little girl one time, we went into the staff room, and this little girl walks out last, and she's, like, crying hysterically. I get mad at these kids if they hit her. And they're like, we didn't touch her. And I'm like, what's wrong? And she basically says, oh, I had a nightmare. I had a nightmare in the staff room. And we're like, what do you mean you had a nightmare in the staff room? She's like, there was a lady in there, a teacher lady. And we were like, there is no teacher lady in there. So she probably saw the late, the, the ghost lady. And then, ooh, we'll circle back to the family I baby, babysat for that had the shadow person. We used to see a cowboy walking around the building, too, in the hallway. The guy, he would literally, he looked just like that te- that um, the cartoon, or no, the video game Red Dead Revolver. Like a long coat and a hat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he would walk down the hallway and then disappear. And pe- so we never told the parents because obviously you don't want to tell them, hey, guess what? Your preschool, your kid's at, it's haunted. So we never told them. And this dad comes in one day and we had this dumb teacher. And she had said something to him and a few other parents. Oh, you know, when you have construction in the building, it stirs up the ghosts. <laughs> and it's like that dagger look you send her like, what are you doing? <laughs> And the dad, the same dad I babysat for, blankly looks at us and goes, oh, you've seen him too? <laughs> we were like, um, what? He's like, oh, yeah, the cowboy in the hallway. And I hadn't told any, I had never told the parents. And he, we were like, well, explain what you saw. And he goes, he, he was like, I saw him walking down the hallway. It looked like it was, we thought it was cowboy day. And then when I said hello to him and he walked past me, he, he was gone. He vanished. So we think, we did a little guessing what happened or maybe we're hopeful of what happened so they found a bunch of pottery when they built the building and i know the school came out and did a archaeological dig they found pottery they found some like opium items so we're thinking that there might have been maybe the cowboy was in the opium den the woman i know there was a lot of raids in that town a lot of like fires that were sent so maybe she died in one of the fires and the little boy we have no idea we just think that he might have seen the kids and maybe just attached himself to the building because he saw all the kids all the time. So I'm trying to think if anything else creepy happened. Apparently there was a dog. I never saw the dog, but there was a dog I guess people had seen. And then people in the building, other people were saying that they would walk by our room at night or our building at night and the lights would be on. And they would be like, you forgot to turn the lights off. They, I was knocking on the door for the teacher, but there was nobody there. And it's like, nope, the lights were not left on. And we would come. Oh, that's right. When I would come sometimes in the mornings, the lights would be on too in that same room. I would never go in the building by myself. I would wait in my car outside until some either a parent came or a teacher came. And if a parent came, I was just lying. Like, oh, I didn't want to get out of the car. It was cold. <laughs> yeah. But I would never get, I would never, and I, if I ever had to go in the building by myself, it was like awful. Like it was so scary. Jamie, thank you for coming on and, and sharing those stories and, and for redoing that one there. I appreciate it. You're welcome.
But it, I knew it tied in. You were all the other stories you were talking about what had to do with babysitting kids. So why not tell a daycare story? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> all my ghost stories. <laughs> it's you know, it's it's funny because it's now my friends kind of tease me about it, but they used to not believe me. But now they're more. They kind of like tease that I'm like the chip coffee of the group. You know, like, oh, do you feel anything in this building? So they're much more, I don't know, accepting of my random gift, if you call it a gift. But yeah. but I'm not a chip coffee, so, you know. Well, maybe it would be like a chip cappuccino or something. <laughs> like, a te- like a little um, espresso or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jamie, I appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Jerry. You're welcome. Bye. So it's funny that all of Jamie's stories have to do with either babysitting or working at a child care facility. I it's know. Like, what the like, heck does that even mean? She's got everything to do with, all of her stuff has to do with children. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. really kind of weird. But awesome stories, to say the least. She's yeah, a, she's a good, guys. She's a good storyteller. Thank so. you guys for sharing your stories. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. And remember, if you've got a story that you think is uh, pretty interesting... Give us a holler and uh, we'll see if by getting you on the air. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys.